When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Axonics Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Sideline Podcast with Coach Steve. And of course, this is Coach Steve. Got my third guy on the show in a row. We're on a roll here. I have Coach Clee with me. Um, never met Coach Clee, but this is what social media does. You know, especially during quarantine times, we can meet with different coaches and uh, talk some ball. It's, it's cheaper therapy than going to talk to somebody. Uh, so I have Coach with me. I'm going to have him introduce himself, and he's going to give a nice presentation. Um, so coach, take it away. Let us know about yourself, where you're from, and then we'll get right to the meat and potatoes of it. All right. Uh, hi guys. My name's uh, Brian Clee. I'm defensive coordinator at Coloma, Michigan. Um, I'm in my fifth year working with, uh, the head coach is, is Joe Stevens. Great guy to work for. Um, we got a, a, a great staff that I've been able to be a part of our, our JV head coach might actually be the best coach on our staff. Uh, Kind of joke, he, he hates soccer and stuff, but if he got put in charge of a soccer team, he'd, he'd find a way to, to make that team the best on the field, probably also the, the most uh, yellow cards and stuff like that. It just brings a lot of toughness and, and really helps develop our young men. Um, the other assistants, uh, Todd Smith is an alumni at, at our school here. He uh, has really helped improve the play of our uh, defensive line, offensive line, work with him uh, with, with the line guys. And then our, our, our linebacker coach is, is, is Tim Reb, and 
Uh, we've made some improvements big time on, on defense from, from year one that I was here. Uh, one of the, the biggest issues that we had was, was defending what I call the full house T, others call it Michigan T, power T, a um, couple, other, couple other different names that, that'll have. Uh, and it's just a, it's a pain in the butt to, to defend in, in my experience. Uh, we'll get into why that is. Um, at, at least here in the state of Michigan, um, it has been very popular and it, it regularly sees deep success into our, our state playoffs. It, it includes several teams that compete for and, and win state championships as, as high as uh, the division three level. Um, watched a semifinal game between Muskegon High School and Edwardsburg High School, I, I believe back in uh, 20, 2016. And uh, Edward, Edwardsburg, uh, they, they struggled against Muskegon, but so does everybody. Um, it, it's a very, uh, and then the following year, Edwardsburg at the Division Four level, they were a little smaller for the state playoffs the following year. They ended up uh, making it to the state championship game and, and actually winning it with uh, Coach Kevin Bartz there. Um, so as far as, I guess, what the full house T is, um, for people familiar with uh, the double tight, double wing, it's, it's slightly similar to that in the sense that it's, it's 32 personnel. There are, are three true running backs on, on the field all the time and, and two true tight ends. Um, for people familiar with the wing T formation, there's, there's no split end side. There, there, there's also typically no wing side. The teams we see, they'll, they'll get a wing involved here and there. Um, if they get anything further from, from playing one of those running backs as a wing, typically we, we feel that's a, a good spot for the defense. Um, so the, the big difference with it is compared to wing T is, is it's truly a balanced attack from a schematic standpoint. Um, it, it's always going to have a trap fake, a power fake, and then a, a quarterback fake, and then eventually they'll, they'll start to run a, a counter. Um, so there's potentially there's there four ball carriers coming out of the backfield all with their their hands over top of the ball, uh, cross up, carrying out fakes, and, and you don't know which ball carrier has the ball. So you kind of have to honor all those all those fakes, and, and it really becomes a, a matter of, of your getting your guys on defense to be really disciplined with their keys. Uh, as far as us as a program, um, Coach Stevens took over in. in 2015, and, and I believe the, the program had had uh, four one-win seasons prior to us uh, coaching together. Um, that Those first two years, we struggled against the full house team big time, gave up almost 44 points a game to it, uh, gave up 37 points overall per game on defense. So we just, we were not great on defense. It included a very embarrassing 68 points allowed uh, on, on nine touchdowns. Seven of those were, were traps to a fullback and, and the first five that the fullback we were playing that particular game was was pretty solid but the the backup fullback and then the third string fullback uh scored scored touchdowns we just our, our guys didn't know where the ball was we didn't have them prepared as coaches um so going into the 2017 season we, we knew we had to make some big time changes our 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 top opponent year in year out is, is constantine high school coached by uh sean griffith um, really quality program, uh, has, has just strong, tough kids that uh, get some discipline with what they're doing, execute at a high level. And, and so we're trying to close the distance between them. Uh, we chose to 
become an odd front. And, and more importantly, I, I think we, we coached up technique in, in, on defense quite a bit. Uh, and, and since then, we're at least 500 against the full house tee. Uh, instead of giving up 43 a game, we're, we're down to giving up 25 again game against the tee. Uh, overall on defense, we, we are averaging giving up 29 a game, which is it's a definite improvement from the 37 that we were in our first two years. Um, and the best part is from 2016, when we gave up 68 to Constantine, we turned around the following year and, and actually shut them out. They were coming into our, our week five matchup. I believe they were three and one. They had about 400 some yards per game and, and close to 40 points a game. And, and we actually ended up shutting them out that year. Uh, first, I guess I'll, I'll talk about the, the trap play that they run. That's to me, that's what really makes the full house tee, uh, distinct is, is they're going to find a way to establish their fullback trap play. It's, an, it's, it's very similar to me to, uh, an option offense establishing the fullback dive They they need that interior threat to get their offense going. And they're going to do everything in their power to, to make that trap play going. And, and one of, uh, one of the, one of the dads that was helping us out uh, in, in my second year as a coach is like, oh, they, they only run four plays. They, you know, it should be pretty easy to stop. Uh, and the, the problem is, is if you got your linebackers um, strictly keying the, the backfield with all those fakes, um, they're going to play slow. So uh, the, the trap play is, is forcing everybody on, on the defense to respect an inside threat. And what they do with I mean, their trap play is pretty standard. I, I guess what's what's different, they'll trap everything from a two-eye we've got on film, them them trapping a two-eye against some other teams, all the way out to uh, we've got on film a, a T-team trapping a six-technique uh, defensive end outside linebacker type guy. And uh, the, so the, the center and, and guard tackle tight end at the point of attack, they're all down blocking, they're getting on walls, and they're leaving that, that first guy past the center to be trapped by the backside guard. And, and, uh, and I guess just describing the play, trying to make this into a visual thing for you, um, it's, you don't know where the damn ball is. <laughs> and somebody who's big, strong, and fast, like the fullback we were playing a, a couple years ago, our, our linebacker literally brushed his shoulders. Our, our safety was spying, and he, he's working out to power. That's how we had it schemed up, and we don't defend it um, with with guys responsible for a specific threat of the offense anymore. But our, our safety brushed shoulders with the fullback, doesn't even attempt to tackle, and by the time anyone on the defense knows the ball, where the ball is, the, the fullback's got a full head of steam right down the middle of, in the heart of the defense. And they, they, they just find a way to create a crease. And, and it's an effective play because they they only need to get really about three blocks. If, if they get the, the back block by the center or the double team by the center and guard on the play side, they get the backside linebacker picked off, and then they get the, the, the kick out on the trap. Um, uh, our three techniques kind of knew what they were doing um, when, when we were playing it. But bottom line is they didn't continue to work inside because of the power fake that's going on outside of it. So that, that fullback's up through the A-gaps. And, and meanwhile, there's a power fake going on in the B to C gap area that, that they're trying to get the, the offense, to uh, the defense, excuse me, they're trying to get them to, to run lateral while they end up hitting the, the crease. Um, and it's just a, a pain in the butt because you, you'll get – 
two guys knowing where the heck the ball is and, and the other nine guys are, are running to either the, the power fake or, or the quarterback keep fake while the, the fullback is, is going completely untouched. And when you're facing a big, strong kid, that makes him bigger, stronger, and even faster. Uh, so on to power, how they complement that. So all the time they're establishing this trap game and, and trying to get the, the defense to overcommit to that inside trap threat, the threat of power is constantly there. They're putting whoever that, that defensive tackle is, whatever technique you have him playing, whether he's a, a two-eye, a, a three-technique, a, a four-eye, a four-technique, five-technique, they're putting him in a bind on if I squeeze, I'm going to take away trap. If I, if I, I close down, trap's going to disappear. If I penetrate, though, trap is going to go big. Well, penetration really helps at the point of attack against power when you're trying to defend it. If, if I can split that double team as a down lineman, I'm, I'm going to do good things for my team against power. So what it comes down to, uh, power, they're, they're typically they're trying to attack C-gap. And the teams we play, they put their, their bigger running backs at the halfback spots because those, those guys really are, are taking on the role of what maybe a fullback does in like an I formation, 21, 20 personnel type, type team where those guys are going to be kicking out uh, the, the first man on the, the tight end typically. Um, and, and they're going to be the, the lead blocker and they're the bigger, stronger, faster kids on the team. Meanwhile, they're getting their wall of down blocks uh, and then pulling a guard around up to the linebacker level. All, all the while, you've got the trap fake going on inside. And it might seem like, man, they just hang out in one formation. There's only a couple plays. Well, that, that, that guy at the point of attack, that D lineman, that four or five technique typically for us could be a three technique. Um, he, he's got to be disciplined with the blocks that are going on in front of him. If he's got a down block, he's got to squeeze that and, and look to spill trap. If he's got a double team, he's got to – He's got to recognize that and feel that and, and fight the double team. He's got to distinguish the difference between the blocking as opposed to what's going on in the backfield. Otherwise, he's going to be lost because uh, he, he's not going to know the difference. The fakes are, are just happening too fast and pretty hard to describe without you seeing it, but the, the fakes just happen too fast. Um, and before you know it, power's going to the end zone on you while you got three or four guys tackling the, the, the fullback. Um, and, and then the worst part about defending their powers, the the T teams we see uh, are, are again Constantine coached by uh, Sean Griffith, and then Delton Kellogg uh, coached by uh, Coach Bates. They'll they'll block up power. Uh, I, I've got at least six different ways that they block up power on on our scout cards, and I'm sure there's more that I just haven't recognized. Um, and right, I mean they'll have. They'll have the, the tight end and, and tackle double team, uh, four or five technique, and, and they're kicking out the end man. They'll have uh, their tackle and tight end uh, base block at the point of attack, and, and, and then instead of the halfbacks kicking out the end man on the line, they'll put the halfback up on the linebacker while the, the guards wrap into the, to the other linebacker, and our, our, our guys will be working lateral to the, to the play, and They'll run right into the ball carrier, but because the ball carrier is so disciplined with, with carrying out their fakes, they got the double layer technique that the T coaches talk about um, where both hands are over the ball. They, they're going to the end zone and, and nobody knows where the heck the ball is until typically the ball's in the darn end zone and the rest tweeting the whistle. So uh, trapping power is what 
I guess their bread and butter is, and, and especially attack and C-gap with the power play. Uh, and, and then after all that, so uh, the first thought by a, a lot of coaches when they first see it is, all right, we're just going to – everyone's going to squeeze inside. We're going to cancel all the interior gaps. And then they come with the quarterback key play, which it's, it's slow developing, but the fact that all the guys are trying on the defense, trying to find the ball with the, the trap fake, with the power fake, all they have to do is get the force defender to take a second and hesitate, peeking inside, seeing if the ball's maybe spilling out to him while, while all the other defenders are fitting inside. And then the quarterback puts that ball on, on his back hip and circles the entire defense. Absolutely frustrating. I, I, can't, I can't count the number of times I've, I've been coaching. Uh, this is my 18th season now. Um, and I've, we've seen some sort of – every year that I've coached, we've seen some variation of a, a T team, no, no matter where I've coached here in Michigan, and can't count the number of times that it'll be a critical third down or fourth down and, and you're yelling at your force player, whether it's a corner in a cover two situation, an outside linebacker if you're a uh, 4-4 team. Um, you're yelling at them, you know, the keep is coming. Keep keep your outside shoulder free, and sure enough, the, the kid's going to. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Step in, look to play the power that, that they've seen eight, nine, ten times prior to that, and the, the, the T coach has timed it up. It's the perfect situation. Your, your force player ends up peeking inside, looks for the power fake, and, and before you know it, the quarterback is, is around the end. And it doesn't matter what the offense is. Anytime you've got you know, four threats on an offense that, that all can run the ball, it's, it's challenging. To me, that it's even more challenging when that T quarterback happens to be one of the, the better athletes on the team. Typically, uh, those, those two halfbacks are the bigger, stronger, faster, better athletes. Um, but then all of a sudden, that, that quarterback is just as athletic as those guys, sometimes maybe more, and, and he's there because he can throw as opposed to the halfback. And uh, he's keeping the ball around the, around the end. And they, they do a great job of staying – you know, engaged in a fake, they'll, they'll ride that fake. They, they have no intention of giving it ever on, on their powers when they're calling their key play, but they'll, they'll hold on to, I'm, I'm convinced of this, uh, that, that they do it this way. They'll continue to ride that power fake until they get that, that corner or that outside linebacker who's playing force, take just one little step inside. And, and by that point, if, if he's an equal athlete to that quarterback, he's not going to be able to run him down. The, the, the quarterback ends up getting the edge late. And the, again, the rest of the defense is respecting all the inside fakes. Uh, we'll get our inside linebackers to hesitate for a second, trying to decide does the power have the play, you know, does the power have the ball or not. And, and that gives them enough that the quarterback will go in untouched way too often. Uh, so the, the question is, how do you go about – oh, and then my bad, Coach. Uh, the the counterplay, um, after you get all that flow to one side, 
you'll you they'll come back with with counters. Uh, so and 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 then the counter to to some extent the counter ends up being better because you got misdirection, you got the the fullback, you got a halfback, and you got the quarterback all flowing to one side, and then they come back with essentially power blocking because they they got their their double teams, their down blocks, their wall of down blocks happening. They got their kick out. They got their wrapper. Most teams we see typically do it with the, the tight end um, as, as the wrap guy on their counters because they're in a nice tight T formation. And, and then they come back and gash you with misdirection. And, and guys are running to the fakes on the other side of the field. And before you know it, the, the ball pops loose. And then uh, the, the last part, so the most frustrating part probably, say you do get the trap defended, you get the power defended, you get the keep defended, you don't get fooled by, by misdirection, you end up getting a, a 50, 55 runs if, it, if it's a 60-play game, and then they throw the ball five times, and, and the, the secondaries, you know, they're, they're following all these run fakes, they're, they get all the sleep coming up, making plays, helping out with the run fit some, and then they, they go with some sort of play-action pass. Their, their favorite play-action pass concept that, that I've seen every key team uh, uses is what we call keep pass. They, they got one route is going to be a, a flag or post-corner route, and then the other route is, is going to be something to the flat. And if your defensive secondary is not disciplined with their keys, they don't have their eyes locked in. Um, for, for us, we're typically playing cover two. Uh, against these guys, if if our corner doesn't have eyes on that that near back, and and that near back releases, and he he doesn't respect that as a, as a pass route as opposed to a, a block, uh, that guy's going to be open. Uh, if the safety's a little too aggressive downhill, that tight end might get a a little bit of a, a get get a step on him, and and you cover from that. Um, the best, and then uh, the other thing they have is, is boot passes. So it combines that that misdirection element with with play action passing, and it, it can be a real pain to, you know, the entire offense gets flowing one way, quarterback comes back. You you didn't have your defensive backs disciplined enough, and they're throwing wide open touchdown passes to to guys with with no one anywhere near them, no one with in ten yards. I mean, just about anybody, they don't even have to have a great quarterback for that quarterback to look really, really good. Um, and so now defending all that stuff, we'll get to that. Any questions, Coach? No, you might answer them for me because I'm sitting here thinking, how do you drill your linebackers to read that stuff? Because... You know, they got so much misdirection. We all know linebackers' eyes, and they start peeking one way. The, the, that type of offense is going to go the other. So you might get into that. That's my big thing because when my time coaching defense, when you coach a wing T team or a team that's going to do a lot of misdirection, how do you teach those linebackers to stay at home and not get their eyes going one way and just get their body uh, to go? That's a great question. That's that's what we probably struggled with the most our, our first two years was, was – getting our guys to just lock in on, on one key. Um, we, we tried to initially uh, coach our, our linebackers to, to key offensive linemen. Um, they, they were struggling with that after our first game against the T. So then we switched to the backfield. And I, 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 
as co as a coaching staff, we we screwed our linebackers uh, that first year because we we wavered with what we were going to let them keep. We, we our our thought process was uh, well, they're peaking in the backfield anyway, so so let's 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 key the the backfield and. And I, I think you can pull that off. I, I've been at one place where uh, the defensive coordinator I was working under, um, he did have his, his – so, like, if if I'm keying – what he did, if you want a key backfield, what he did, the both linebackers are keying the halfbacks. If your halfback comes at you in any way, shape, or form, you go at him, you go fit the first open window on your side. If your halfback would go away from you – so if I'm standing on the I'm the right inside linebacker, I'm seeing that halfback. That halfbacker go that halfback goes to my left. My eyes are now going to go to the fullback, and I'm going to fit on that on that on that trap by the fullback. And if that fullback's lead blocking, I can scrape over the top and, and go help out uh, to the point of attack. What we did year three was we we insisted that our linebackers key the guards against these two teams and. I've been hesitant to share that um, a, a lot on some of my YouTube channel and stuff, but bottom line, I, I'm pretty damn sure that the, the coaches that we play against um, the following, the year after we shut out Constantine coach, coach Griff had, uh, he, he started running fullback dive instead of trap. So there was no guard pulse, so, which, which slowed our linebackers down just a little bit. Cause they, 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 they keep that guard pulse uh, really, really well uh, in, in 2017. And, and we still key it well. But 2018, the, the guard didn't pull. Our, our linebacker was a half step slow, and, and one of their dives ended up going for a 13-yard touchdown. Um, but I, I think it's it's getting those guys to trust one and only one key. Um, one other thing we do to, to help all our guys out, um, we do our inside run period. There's never a football in our inside run period, no, no matter the offense we see. Um, it just doesn't exist in the inside run. Uh, we a kid will walk over with the ball and I'll just take the ball from him and throw it as far as I can, which I'm a, I'm a lineman by, uh, you know, as, as a former player. So the ball doesn't go further than about 25 yards, but I throw it far enough away that it's, it's not in the inside run period anymore. Um, and then even our, our team period, uh, the, the first, uh, first two days of the week, our team period, we, we find like just those little Nerf footballs and stuff that, we, we'll hand it to the guy in the huddle who, who actually has the ball, but we, we make sure all our guys on our scout look are, are hiding that ball. And, and, and again, it's small enough that they can squeeze it in their hand. So we don't have to teach them the layered handoff like the key teams do. Uh, so it's so taking away the possibility of even finding the ball. Um, I think that's, that's helped us tremendously uh, with our linebackers and, and getting them to be really disciplined with, with making sure they're keying that guard, that guards either, down blocking our nose or that guard's pulling. And when they do something else, our, our, our kids are probably a, a half step slower, but uh, you got to stop a team's bread and butter to me to, to have a shot against them. So uh, defensively, uh, really believe that regardless of, of what your scheme is, it should be flexible. It, you, as much as we gear up to, to make sure we're stopping the T, we're now a three, four structure and, and everything we do, it's, it's flexible enough to, to match up against uh, most offensive schemes that we're going to see. When we're fitting the tee, um, we are, are trying to kind of teach our kids as much about the offense as possible. And, and the, the idea that it's, it's relying on 
some form of a wall of down blocks and a kickout defender. So as a defense, we need to create gaps in that wall, either by ripping underneath the down blocks that are coming or, or squeezing the air if we're on the outside of a down block or, or splitting a double team if we get that. And the other thing that we really strongly believe in is, is that we're going to spill the ball and, and we're going to go kill it on the perimeter because it allows us to have very consistent run fits. I'll, 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 I'll make sure I really point that out because I think that's what's made us better. Our, our linebacker on the play side can't tell you the difference between trap and power, and, and it, to us it doesn't matter. He's, he's fit in both of those plays almost identically. Um, and, and, again, that lets our guys just play – fast and, and a little bit more downhill and then the other thing we do we uh as a base we're kind of a matchup uh two read cover uh two read quarters type team uh in a two high shell and that also lets us play those linebackers extra aggressive and, and get over the midline because we know we'll have defensive backs in place to, to play cutback so what i mean by those those consistent run fits um trap and power the, the backfield, there's no difference uh, to, to, to anyone on the defense. There's, there's basically no difference if you're looking at the backfield. There's some, something that's diving into the A-gaps with the fullback. There's something coming to uh, the C-gap with the power fake, and then the quarterback's trying to circle the defense every single snap. So it's recognizing the block that you are getting from the offensive lineman across from you that is the most important thing for our front seven. We'll talk about fit and trap first, and then I'll, I'll talk about how our fit on power ends up being almost the same. And again, our, our play side linebacker, even our backside linebacker, probably can't tell you the difference between trap and power, especially early on. Um, I'm sure some of the older guys that, that have seen things uh, by the time they're senior, I, I'm guessing they probably can end up telling you the difference between the two to some extent. Um, but for the most part, they're, they're not going to be able to tell you at mid play, what, what the heck they're defending. So, um, we're a, a three, four front, uh, our outside linebackers, we're going to walk them up and, and we're, we play them as uh, six or nine techniques depends on what we have inside of them. Either, uh, they're a six technique when we have three techniques inside of them and they're playing a nine technique. If, if we line up with four or five techniques, um, what the biggest thing with the ox front does, and, and we'll start with this part of the run fit first, by putting a nose, a zero technique on that center, you are, by the, the rules of how the offense blocks, you are kind of demanding that that nose gets a double team from the offense. At the very least, if the guard towards the, the point of attack is, is not down blocking that nose, to us, that, that center is not going to win a one-on-one -on -one block against their nose. And, and now we've been extremely blessed with our, our noses the, the past three years and even this upcoming year I mean, we got a nice big strong 300 plus pound kid that that plays there James and he's good at moving side to side and, and whatnot uh, I think he can get away with with uh, also having that nose being a lot of movements as opposed to being like a two gap type nose like we've we've done for the most part the past couple of years but putting that guy at zero technique to really kind of control both a gaps and most importantly the a gap towards the point of attack the, the the trap by the fullback has to bend just a little bit more when when you got a zero technique there uh, so he demands that double team what that does on the back side whether it's trap or power 
when that linebacker sees that guard go away, he's initially going to fit that opposite A. Well, that nose has already filled the opposite A, so he can continue to scrape to open window. Uh, if, if you go to my, my YouTube channel, um, uh, I've got film of, of that linebacker from the backside actually making the tackle all the way out in the alley on, on a trap that got spilled uh, on a couple occasions that ends up happening. Um, and then the next key part about the trap, besides taking away that A-gap with the nose, getting your backside inside linebacker over the top and, and becoming an extra guy, matching that guard because that guard's pulling and, and essentially making a new gap to the point of attack on trap and power is the, the kickout block that that guard has. Um, when we gave up seven touchdowns in, in 2016, all of them stayed on course. Our, our guy that was getting trapped didn't know he was, he was getting trapped and, and didn't close that interior gap that that pulling guard was making. So we are, uh, we're still in that, our, our up front, just everything that we do up front with our, our defensive linemen, especially our, our four or five technique tech guys, our three technique tech guys, they're striking that offensive tackle as the four or five technique. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. That tackle's trying to inside release, so they're squeezing him down. As soon as their shoulders turn perpendicular to the line of scrimmage, they know that they're coming off of that offensive tackles, but and they're looking for that guard coming to trap them, and they're, they're going to attack it with their outside shoulder and, and take away that inside gap. If the fullback's really, really disciplined, that kid's running himself into a tackle and, and possibly a tackle for loss if, if he's really doing a good job of, of using a, a dent technique like a lot of coaches uh, are, are talking about with their, their line of scrimmage defenders where they're turning the circle around that guard and working upfield. And then if the, the fullback is a little bit more of an athletic guy and, and a, has good vision, he's going to spill himself out wider. And that's where the, the linebacker pursuit becomes big. Our, our, our play side linebacker, he's looking for first. Uh, he's keying his guard. He sees down block. He starts downhill. If, if he gets his four or five technique closing that window right in front of him, he just takes one little sidestep and, and it'll fit right off of it. What will happen is sometimes our, our nine technique, that tight end down blocks, our nine technique will, will be the first guy fitting right off of that spill. And, and then our inside linebacker scrapes just a little wider. And, and all the time we have our, our backside linebacker getting over the top uh, against all this. And I think the one thing that's that's gone from us giving up touchdown after touchdown on trap to uh, trap, trap, I mean, we still get trapped up front. We still get creased for, you know, first downs, 
the big difference uh, between two years ago and, and the past three years is our corner on the backside. My my defensive coordinator, uh, my, excuse me, my head coach, my defensive back coach, Joe Stevens, he does a great job of his corner is key in that near halfback. If that halfback's out wide, he, he knows it's past. If that halfback goes away on, on trap or power, that corner starts searching for the next threat, which most of the time the, the next threat ends up being that fullback, which lets our inside linebackers play real fast, get to the point of attack, get over the top, and, and, and get to where the ball should be spilled by our guys up front. Um, when you get to power, our, our fit is the same out of our linebackers. Uh, our, our play side linebacker, instead of seeing the guard down block in, in a closed gap by his four or five technique, he's got an open gap. We, we try to coach our guys, hey, trust that open gap, run through it, see if you snipe something before it gets out to the C gap. Meanwhile, that backside linebacker is still scraping and, and he's looking for a first open window. If, if we fit everything, how we're coaching our guys to fit it based off their keys, He's going to be scraping all the way out to, to D-gap and, and be a guy in the alley. Our uh, nose is still getting a double, so he's, he's fighting, staying those A-gaps. Our, our four or five technique, he's going to draw a double team from their uh, their tackle and tight end in, in most situations because they, they need to establish that C-gap. Um, and, and what that does, why that's a bonus to us, I guess it's an odd front advantage in my opinion. Our, our safety is, is keying that tight end when that tight end starts to double team that, that four or five technique and that five technique does a nice job of, of fighting it. Um, it, it keeps the C gap a little bit wider uh, than, than the halfback really wants it. And it, it also lets our safety trigger and, and become part of the run fit, be a bonus guy in the run fit. And then now the guy that needs to be the spill guy is, is our nine technique outside linebacker. As, as that halfback comes at him, he's going to, squeeze that tight ends down block when his shoulders again are perpendicular line of scrimmage. He's going to come real hard inside, take his outside shoulder, rip it through the, the inside half of the halfback block and, and get the ball to spill to the perimeter or he's running himself into the tackle if the, the ball carrier is committed to, to trying to cram it up into the C gap there. So that's, that's how we fit trap and power largely the same in, in both situations. And uh, I, I, I won't spend time talking about too much film or anything like that, but it's it's big, big time. Um, that the all of it fits together for the trap. I, I think the biggest part is get that nose to be in the a gap and, and make sure your your four or five technique is it's either trap or double team. Everything we do in his indie session that week of, of practice is is what we call three three man drill or four man drill, where they're either getting a reach block or a double team if it's a four-man drill or they're getting trapped. And that's the only two things that they're doing in their indie time. Make sure that ball goes out wide. They, they get the ball spilled and, and we teach them to run the circle. So after they get inside the guard and they know the flow has gone past them, they, they continue to get back outside because that's where the ball carry is going. And now we get multiple hats to the ball making the tackle. And then, uh, sorry, coach. <laughs> no worries. Let me skip ahead a little bit here. Uh, so after that trap and power, um, the, the next thing is how does, all right, you're, you're committing all these guys 
inside to, to the trap and the power, how, how do you go about stopping the keep? And, and again, to me, the, the answer is you need to keep on fitting that very similar to the way that you fit the, uh, the power and, and the trap. And what I mean by that is you, you can't ask your guys to distinguish the difference based on what they see from the backfield. It, they got to recognize that their fit based on their key is going to stay the same. Um, that, that, and I, I think that goes back to your question earlier, Coach, about uh, the, the linebackers. Like, how, how do you get those guys to, to be disciplined with their eyes? A guard's down block means I'm fitting straight ahead for, for our guys. Uh, the, that guard's double team in that nose. I'm fitting that open B gap until that B gap gets closed by a guy in front of me. If it doesn't get closed, I'm going to continue to fit it until I know all the flow has gone past it. Otherwise, we're going to get creeps in that B gap. Um, that backside linebacker, he knows every single time he gets that guard going away, he's over over the top looking for opposite A, and he keeps on scraping until he sees an open window, and he's got to go fill that open window. Uh, our outside linebacker, our nine technique, they get a tight end down block. They're going to squeeze that no matter what, and they're looking to spill that the halfback that's coming, even though even though keep is eventually coming. Like all, all our guys understand that that keeps eventually coming. Well, if if my key is telling me that I got to go fit power, if my key's telling me I I need to fit trap, I I got to go fit that play because I'm not going to know the difference until the ball's in the end zone and the other team's marching band is is striking up their instruments and playing their their fight song. So uh, our on keep, our outside back is still going to spill. And then this is where running the circle for that guy becomes really, really important. If, if he rips inside that kickout block, which is turning into a log block, and he knocks that kickout block back a little bit, uh, a lot of times with where the quarterback's carrying out the fake and whatnot, that'll cause that quarterback to maybe belly just a little bit further, which gives the – the guys in the, the secondary, the, the backside linebacker, a little time to, to show up to the keep because the, the keep is going to happen just a touch slower. And, and the big key difference, I guess, on, on making sure keep doesn't go for a touchdown and circle the defense ends up being, does that force defender keep his outside shoulder free? He's got to recognize whatever flow's coming at him, he's keying that near halfback. All right, that halfback comes up, and he's blocking that outside linebacker, whether it's a kick out or whether it's a log. He knows another threat is probably going to come to him, and he's got to make sure whatever that threat is, typically on keep, it's going to be the backside guard pulling around. I, I, I got to make sure I take that guy on near the line of scrimmage, and most importantly, my inside shoulder is what's got to make contact with him. I got to win to the outside, so that way that ball by the quarterback has to cut back up to the inside where teammates are going to be able to pursue it and make sure it gets tackled. And uh, probably my favorite clip would be, uh, check, again, check out my YouTube channel to, to get some of this, and I'm sure Coach is going to make this available somehow. Uh, my favorite clip, our outside linebacker, we do mix in calls where we'll squeeze the entire front if, if we feel like uh, we're worried about trap and power, and, and we're still good against the offense. Our outside linebacker, uh, was on a squeeze. He ends up inside the tight end. He spilled the, the, the halfback and because he's inside that halfback and he starts to run his circle and he's, he's as long as he knows he gets inside one block. Um, if he continues upfield 
and, and he can pick off now the pulling guard, and he picks off a power fake, and the quarterback wants none of it. We've got a bunch of yellow jerseys because the play was slow developing to, to get going. Um, we get a bunch of yellow jerseys, uh, white jerseys, whatever. We get a bunch of our, our guys pursuing the ball. Um, we're going to make the tackle because we, we've destroyed the other parts of the run play, and we now know where the ball is. And that, that's, that's how we go about stopping their key play. Uh, so now stopping the counter play. To us, if, if, you're, if you get your guys really good at, at reading their key and, and committing to what that key is telling them to do, counter actually lets us get more hats to the ball if, if we're disciplined with our eyes. Um, power and counter, uh, again, kind of, I guess, the, the theme that you should be picking up is we're going to fit based off the key that we're reading in front of us and, and power and counter to our inside linebackers. There is no difference with it to our, our, our nose and our five technique at the point of attack. There is no difference between power and counter to our, our backside forward technique. There's not really a difference between power and counter. He, he's striking the offensive tackle typically as a four technique and he's keying the, the guard inside him out of the corner of his eye, that guard pulls away. He's going to try and rip off the block by that tackle, that scoop block or cut block, and, and try and hip pocket it from behind. Our outside backers are nine techniques. No difference power and counter. They, there's a kick out coming. Instead of the halfback, it happens to be the guard, but I got a tight end down block. I'm expecting a, a kick out block of some sort. I'm going to squeeze that tight end down block. I'm going to find that kick out block. I'm going to rip inside of it and, and attempt to make the tackle if the ball carrier commits inside or the ball carrier is spilling himself or we've kept our inside linebackers clean. We've, we've kept a cornerback clean. And, and by the time that the ball spilled, our, our safety can distinguish, hey, that tight end, he turned his shoulders. He's double teaming the, the four or five technique. I can be downhill. And uh, again, why I think we can get more numbers to the ball on counter provided our eyes are disciplined. The backside tight end, a lot of times for the T teams just to make that hip pocket pursuit by that backside four or five technique a little harder, that backside tight end ends up pulling. So the safety, it, I, I, I'm going to say this, and, and it's going to come back to bite us, but I have yet to see a T team pull that tight end and then run play action pass back to where that tight end pulled from. That, that tight end pulls, it, it's a run play. I go follow it like I'm a linebacker as a safety and, and get over the point of attack, and I'm, I'm a bonus guy. They they really cannot get me blocked over there if I'm that backside safety. If they if they execute really, really well, they can get all the other guys uh, on, on the counter block, but that backside safety, they are not calling that counter expecting that guy to show up. And can he, can he make a tackle for anything better than a three-yard gain? Probably not. But if, if you're forcing them three yards, three yards, three yards, at, at some point uh, you're, you're, you're just trying to make them execute more plays than – then they're able to execute all it takes defensively is, is getting them off schedule uh, one time and getting them into a third and long, a, a definite play action pass situation. And, and then you've, you've switched, you've switched the advantage to the defense in my opinion, um, which brings me to the, the last part of defending them is, is the play action passes. Uh, and it, it again comes down to uh, keying, keying, uh, reading your key being disciplined with your eyes. Um, so our, our the important part of our reads, we don't expect our inside linebackers to 
ever get involved in the play action passes against full house T teams, just because we've got them committed to what their, their guards do. Um, they're not going to, uh, the T teams are also smart. They're, they're, they don't need to stress the inside linebackers much more with, with what they're doing. Um, and, and most of their routes end up being away from the inside linebackers where they're trying to take advantage of either your corners or safeties, uh, cheating the play, cheating the run plays a little bit and then putting those guys in bind. So um, I know a lot of teams play cover three against full house T. They, they play from a one high structure. We play from that two high structure again, primarily because we, it lets us devote our corner to, to playing cutback when he gets flow away from him uh, against run plays. Um, and then play side, they're keying that halfback all the time. That halfback that release by that halfback is just a little bit wider on the pass plays. If, if, if you study a T team and, and you're really doing a good job with your, your six or nine technique play on that tight end, uh, controlling that tight end's release, the corner can distinguish, hey, that halfback is a solid three yards wider than normal. He's not going anywhere near where he's trying to kick out or, or log that, that six or nine technique. That corner is going to sink for depth and then he'll play the flats once the ball actually gets thrown out there. So he's sinking for depth, and, and this really kind of carries over to what we do with our, our normal two-read uh, cover four or quarters type stuff that we do. He's going to sink for depth. Um, he's going to play underneath wherever the flag route is, whether it's the halfback running the flag route or the, the tight end running that flag route. And then, again, when the ball gets thrown to the flats, he'll come up and, and, and leverage it. It's we, we The T-teams the are not calling – their pass to, to throw the ball to the flats a bunch of times. They're trying to get that, that big play action pass that, that is a touchdown to, on that flag route, whoever's running that flag route. So until they get down by the end zone, we're, we're not really worried about them completing that pass to the flats over and over again because they're not going to call it that much. Um, and then our safety is, is keying that tight end. Um, if the tight end gets a, a vertical re release, He's, he's matching that with inside leverage, trying to stay on top of it. Um, the one thing they do on their switch pass, which is uh, probably a little bit more challenging read for our safeties, and, and we definitely rep it more in our, our perimeter uh, practice periods, um, is that the tight end will come down, he'll slam the inside linebacker, and then he'll pivot and, and run an arrow out to the flats. Well, that's really the cornerback's responsibility in cover two with the flats. So our safety gets that down block, He's going to be patient, flat foot reading, and he's going to get his eyes to the next thread out, which ends up being that halfback on, on that flag route, which takes a little bit more eye discipline and whatnot, but he's, he's looking to match that you know, deep half threat, which is that, that flag route. And uh, our, our, our corners have, have done a good job of, of understanding, uh, find, find some work. Match, match the flats, come up late, wait, wait until the ball actually gets thrown out there. Um, it, and, and the big thing is, I, I think it's all about, it's, it's always about this on defense, is let's get the offense to be predictable. When, when, when the key gets to third or fourth and long, actually the biggest, the biggest thing I'm worried about in that situation is a, a trap play. That, that's probably their best play a lot of times uh, on a third or fourth and long because you guys are thinking, all right, pass rush time. Um, and so the front's still playing all of the run game to me on, on third or fourth and long. If they're staying in their true full house tee, um, 
the front and the linebackers are all fit in the run game. We'll, they'll get out late to the pass game and help a little bit. Our, our corner needs to be playing that, that flag, play underneath the flag, attack the flats once the ball's thrown. And, and we've, we've almost come up with some, some picks with that philosophy. Uh, been, been quite successful, all things considered, just because we, we're getting the key teams that we see into a situation where uh, we know when they're going to pass for the most part because we're taking care of business on first and second down where, where they're trying to establish the run game and really set up the play action pass. Uh, so that's, I guess that's, that's how we go about trying to defend it, Coach. Yeah, it's a lot of good stuff. Um, some of the questions I write down, you answer them as you go on. That's why I kept my mouth shut. Okay. Uh, now, I'm going to look at it from a defensive line perspective because coaching on defense before, you know, it's a lot of technique, a lot of technique, but has there been times where you kind of scrape the technique and tell your guys to bear crawl essentially to those old linemen, like we're going to clog it up, make them bounce to the outside. Now, not necessarily power T, but like wing T teams, you know, as defensive um, coaches, we've had the D linemen just say, screw it. You're going to bear crawl. We're going to bounce the outside, get our backers involved. Uh, if I a couple previous stops I was at, they uh, they would uh, from time to time um, they would end up doing stuff like that. Where oh my bad, uh, a uh, couple previous stops I was at, um, they would do that with the defensive line. And um, to me, you're you're not like a bear crawling defensive lineman is still trappable to me. Um, mm -hmm. I, I played in a, a T system as a high schooler, um, a handful of uh, my first five years coaching. I, I, I coached in a, a veer option offense and, and they had trap as a compliment to get some misdirection instead of running inside veer, they'd have trap go away from the side that veer was taken out. And if, if we got a bear crawling offensive lineman, I mean, we, you don't, you almost don't have to trap him. He can't redirect to get down inside where the trap's going to hit in the a gaps to get there. So um, it's not something that I've, I've ever coached willingly, I guess, you know, if, 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 if a coach tells me I'm doing it or a defense coordinator I'm working for has told me to do that with the defensive line, I, I've done that. And uh, I think it can have success. Cause like you said, you're, you're going to, you're going to keep your linebackers clean, but like trap could still hit in that situation. So um if I really want the ball going to the perimeter and, and I want the entire defense to know the ball is going to the perimeter and, and to kind of have that philosophy of, of keep the linebackers clean, um, we'll, we'll call a squeeze where our nine techniques or six techniques, they're going to rip inside the, the tight end and their, their landmark is to get their hands to strike the, the outside half of the offensive tackle. And then our, our four techniques, five techniques, those guys are going to, rip inside the offensive tackle, their landmark, they're trying to strike the outside half of the guard. And, and that way we're, we're clogging up both B gaps, both C gaps. And we're, the, the nice thing about that, if they come to trap us, we're going to be on an angle already to, to take that trap on and, and be inside of it. If we're on the backside of the play and we get a polar, um, we're going to run it down. Like that's, that's our philosophy. If, if we're on the backside, our, our kids have gotten really, really good at that. Um, I, I could share some film of that um, maybe afterwards, but we've, we've had an outside linebacker. Um, his name was, was Jermaine Smith. Tough, tough kid, probably the most gifted 
athletically kid we have, maybe a little slower with his reads, but he understood when he got that squeeze call, he didn't even he didn't fall for the fake of the halfback after 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 two weeks of practicing against it because we we also played a, a pretty good team called Saugatuck uh, up here, coached by uh, Bill Dunn. Um, they happened to be a state runner up, and, and they beat us 37, not 37, uh, 34-27. And uh, that game is probably why we pitched a shutout two weeks later, is because our, our kids learned from some mistakes in that game. And, and from those two weeks of practice, he knew if that tight end's pulling and I'm on a squeeze, I'm just going to keep on following them. I'm going to make the tackle on the other side because no one's blocking. They're counting on a, a halfback fake to block me. If, if I ignore that, I, I trust it. I'm a great football player. I go run it down. I'm going to tackle it for two or three yard losses. And, and he, uh, he tackled, I think, two counters from behind uh, when we played Constantine just because he, he trusted that, that key. And, and that's what that squeeze call does. It, it keeps our guys alive. But I, there's, Maybe if, if we get guys that just aren't able to, uh, aren't gifted enough, you know, maybe maybe that's something I guess I'd, I'd consider. But it, it lets our guys still have a chance of making a tackle up front while while doing their job of, of canceling the inside gaps. So I'd go with that squeeze call as opposed to the fair call. Yeah, my first time coaching defense, I think it was our wing T team. And about the third quarter, they were all getting frustrated. And we just kind of said, screw it, let's have them do this. And so I was wondering if any other coach thought as dumb as we did and was like, let's just have them bear crawl and clog it up. And because we ran a three, four as well and get those backers to go make the play. Mm -hmm. If they make a two yard gain, it's better than a four yard gain in our opinion. So I just wonder if yeah, well, other, other people thought as stupid as we were thinking during that time. <laughs> well, mid, mid game, I mean, if <laughs> mid game, you do whatever you have to do to try and find a way to <laughs> make things. We've taken our big 300 pound, uh, nose uh, against Delton Kellogg, they they typically run way more power than trap. Uh, that's what they hang their hat on a little bit more. And our our, our JV head coach told the, the head coach at halftime, "Hey, they're running they're running C gap. Why don't we park 300 pounds in C gap and, and <laughs> let him take on that that they had a have a tight end that's that's probably going to go on and play some D1 ball, which is which is I mean that's." That's a big time mismatch to some extent uh, at our level of, of high school ball where I, our school's about 400 kids. So you get a D1 guy on the field, that's a game changer. Well, the, the kid that was supposed to play offensive tackle all week, he, he slid out and he's, he's playing tight end when we, he's wearing number 87 instead of number 72 when we show up <laughs> to the game. And, uh, you know, our, our, our guy at five technique was, was probably outweighed by about 20 pounds and our, our, kid that outside linebacker that came I mean when he got baseball he he did his job he ate up the block of the best player on the other team but he wasn't making a tackle all night and, and when we moved that bigger kid uh, our, our nose out to that that C gap that that slowed down their power game because it demanded a double team they couldn't they couldn't single block our, our single block him they, they had to double so so I can't remember if you said this at the beginning or not um do you ever see spread teams play any spread teams or is it always under center teams and if you do play any spread uh, teams which one is harder to defend your power tees or the spread game um i don't a spread team with a quarterback can, that can sling it and then they still have a resemblance of a spread game uh, a run game i mean um that's a pain in the butt because like to me you're you're a little better against the run game when you're you're not bringing a bunch of pass rushers where you're, you're letting your guys read keys and pursue and fit 
we 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 can get we can always have if we're as a three four if if we're only rushing three we always have guys in great position to to leverage whatever the run game is based off their key and, and have a great a guy our outside linebacker on the backside in position to play cutback and, and anything that would crease us a little bit kind of like our corners do against against the tee um but if they can throw it you're not getting a pass rush with just three guys so now you got to bring a fourth and a fifth guy and and now you know they, they can get situations where they can crease your run game a little bit um i i think the it's it's easier to stay disciplined with your keys against that spread team to some extent. Um, it's it's way harder to see the differences and the the subtle the subtle adjustments, the blocking schemes that that uh, team that the double wing team or a full house T or wing T. You know they're 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 all all their plays, their difference plays are are making you know instead of trapping the three technique, we're going to trap a five technique. It's you know it's it's, it's real subtle things like that that. Um, Sometimes even as the coach, you're not noticing it until the next day on, on film against those guys. Whereas uh, a spread team, you, you see where you see what the problem is because it's just the guys are more isolated, and, and I think it's a little easier to have eye discipline against that spread team. So um, I guess I, I, I want to play the offense that has the the least amount of threats. <laughs> right, right. I I get in debates. Yeah. I get in debates on because I'm a spread guy, but I'll spread you out to run the ball or or whatever. I'm not gonna the guy's gonna throw it any time. So I get in our not arguments with debates. Like, what? Why? If you guys listen to the podcast later, uh, I ask coaches why the wing team. They try to convince me. I'm still not convinced. I'm still a spread guy. I'm still gonna spread you out. Um, well, coach, uh, I took a lot of your time, so that's all my questions. Um, any final thoughts from you? I always ask coaches any final thoughts, anything they want to say or promote or anything like that. No, subscribe to, uh, I mean, follow uh, Coach on Spotify. Uh, I, I've, I've enjoyed, I've, I've listened to uh, two of his uh, previous shows and, and enjoy, you know, it's, it's good stuff to ride around in the car, way better than listening to politics. And, and uh, heck, sports radio has, has turned into turned into that to some extent, unfortunately. Um, so you, you're a football coach. You want to just listen about football, uh, check out Coach here. Um, Follow me uh, at Coach Clee on Twitter, uh, exactly how you would think it'd be spelled. Uh, check out my YouTube channel if if if, if you are curious. Um, I do talk about defending, uh, just playing defense in general from a three-four and and being able to be flexible and go from defending full house T and thirty-two personnel one week to getting either uh, ten or eleven personnel and, and gun and all the things that a spread team does. Uh, and go over some of that stuff on, on my YouTube channel and uh, just love to talk ball because it's, it's, it's making, it gives all of us coaches, especially in the current situation, a, a chance to continue to grow and, and try to improve and, and make sure that we're, uh, we're preparing ourselves to be as effective as possible coaching the game of football with, with the guys that we're going to see in the spring for guys like us in, in Michigan, Illinois. So that way the, the game side of things, is, is just a small part so we can be focusing over the, the next few months of, of being, you know, the, the, the coach that's there for them all the time, not just during football season. And, and that's what I, that's what I think the, the next couple months for us is really going to be about. It's, it's seeing those guys in school, hopefully, and, and just being in contact with them and, and keeping them positive and all that stuff. So 
if, if you're more confident as a coach uh, with the X's and O's side, you, you're going to be able to devote more time to the more important side, which is the relationship with, with all those guys that you're coaching and, and the coaches you're coaching with. Well said. Um, so I will put coaches information when I get this posted on the podcast or YouTube. I'll put everything down there. You guys can go follow them, check them out on YouTube. I'm slowly checking it out. There's a lot of coaches that have given me their stuff. I'm checking it out. Um, so guys, thanks for listening. And I'm going to see you guys on the next one. Everyone stay safe and thanks for listening. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.